Welcome to the very first Rabbit Hole Club, where we're keeping it surreal and talking about all things odd, mysterious, and paranormal. This is show 001, The Kaufman Roundtable. Tonight's guests are my dad, Johnny Kaufman, my sister, Amy Massey, my brother, Jason Kaufman, and our dear friend, Boo McLean. We're going to talk about ghosts, spirits, Bigfoot, the rake, and all kinds of other weird shit. Before we dive in too deep, remember to visit my Patreon account and become a member so I can keep bringing you fun and freaky shows with colorful guests and amazing stories. Members have access to many shows before they air, some shows that never air, and fun little goodies that'll make you go, hmm. Patreon.com forward slash The Rabbit Hole Club. You can also find me on Facebook under facebook.com forward slash Colleen's Rabbit Hole. You can find me on YouTube under the search The Rabbit Hole Club and on TikTok at tiktok.com forward slash at The Rabbit Hole Club. If you or someone you know would like to share a scare, personal experience, or anything else odd and unusual, you can call my hotline at 816 514 5084. Leave a message there or send an email to submit at therabbithole.club. I'll be happy to do an interview, play your message on the air, or read your experience to my listeners. My family and I don't get to see each other near enough. This show was pre-recorded last weekend when we had the opportunity to hang out together and discuss some of these odd and unusual things. It was like an irregular trip down memory lane. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the very first Rabbit Hole Club, where we're keeping it surreal and talking about all things odd, mysterious, and paranormal. Tonight's guests are my dad, Johnny Kaufman. Say hi, Dad. Hello. My sister, Amy Massey. Hello. And my brother, Jason Kaufman, who is currently off doing Jason things. And Boo McLean. Hello. We're going to talk about ghosts, spirits, Bigfoot, the rape, and all kinds of other weird shit. And now, let's talk about Bigfoot tonight. So my family has quite a history with Bigfoot, and some of it we didn't even recognize or realize until very recently when we started comparing notes. So we're going to start with my dad, way back in the day. Dad, how old were you whenever you had that first experience? Mm, probably 23, 24. And would you like to just take us there? Tell us about it. Well, it was, I was coming home late one night from work. It was snowing. And I was coming back through the back roads. And... Come down one back road and looked off in the distance in my headlights and saw this big white hairy figure just walk across a six-foot fence. He just stepped over it. He didn't even put his hands down or anything. He just stepped over it like it was a two-foot step to us. And that's it. And walked across the road in front of me and went home or went wherever he went, I went home. And that's the last I saw of him. But I always wondered, what was it? And so, that was the first encounter. Uh, I had a few other encounters afterwards in the back roads that I always took coming to and from work. Uh, I always saw either a dark figure or even a white figure. Uh, sometimes it would be foggy Sometimes it'd be snowing or sometimes it'd be clear. And always they would walk over the fence like it was just a step to them and not think anything about it. And just walk across the road in front of me like I wasn't even there. So you were about 23 years old. About what year would that have been? 74, 75, somewhere around in there. And did you realize at the time that that might actually be a Bigfoot-type creature, or what What was going on? Yeah, I, I, I thought that was what the, the, the 
standard description was for Bigfoot at that time. But, you know, I, other than seeing it myself, and of course I didn't tell anybody about it for the ridicule that you received back then. Right. And, you, you know, you're always crazy. <laughs> and even today, you still got skeptics with all the picture evidence they've got out there and everything. Everybody still is skeptical. Uh, the only way they're going to ever prove one is, unfortunately, if they can't. To, one. to kill one and bring it in for everybody to see. You know there's groups out there right now that are actually hunting Bigfoot. Did yeah. you know that? Oh yeah, you see them on TV all the time. Did you also know that there are places uh, in Canada and I think the upper Midwest of the United States that have included Bigfoot in their Endangered Species Act? Yep. Yep. Just like the Loch Ness Monster, uh, it's been declared an endangered species, so you can't hunt it. So did you ever get a reasonable look at any of their facial features no. or any of their body structure type stuff? Oh, they were big and broad and hairy. Some of them have been white or grayish in color or light gray, and most of them have been a dark brown or black. And were they all sightings in Jackson County, Missouri? Yeah. All in Jackson County. Right on. And thinking back, because you did a lot of time in the woods whenever you were a kid by yourself. Did you ever have any strange experiences in the woods when you were a kid? I had a lot of strange feelings about things, but I never did see anything. What kind of strange feelings? Like you were being watched? Yeah, being watched. Uh, I do know one night that I spent in a creek because there was a mountain lion that was stalking me. That sucks. <laughs> I went down to wash my dishes that I had just eaten off of to the creek and all of a sudden there's something rustling in the brush and I knew there was a cougar in the area. Although everybody will tell you we don't have cougars here in Missouri, never did have, and that, that's bull all the way around. You can say bullshit on this. On this. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, right on. So then we're going to fast forward and not very much because mine and Amy's first experience with Bigfoot it came whenever we were living in the same place that when you had your experiences driving to and from work, only our experience was at home in the middle of the night. Oh. So, Amy, t tell us about that. What do you remember that night? Well, we were really young. We were very young. I think I couldn't have been any more than maybe five yeah, I have five or six years old, yeah. And we shared that bedroom that was at the opposite end of the house of everybody else. Yeah. It was a bitter cold winter night. There was snow on the ground, lots of snow. Yeah, I remember it was and That was back that when we used to get lots of snow. Yeah, I remember that. And we had those French doors that was like basically one whole side wall of our bedroom. Yes. And they were tall. They were eight-foot doors. Yeah, they were. They went all the way to the ceiling. Yeah, they were from the floor to the ceiling. Yep. Uh -huh. I don't even remember what prompted it because we were in bed. We'd been there a while. We were asleep, and yeah. we both woke up about it, the same time. It was like it just made us both sit right up in bed. Something woke us up. And I looked over, and I was on the far side from the French doors. You were closest to the French doors. Yeah, with my back to them. And I was laying in bed, and I just, I woke up, and I looked over, and I could see, I don't know if it was Bigfoot, but it probably was. It could have been, because all I could see were the teeth. Right, just the mouth. Just, just the, the mouth. Teeth, the mouth the area. Teeth. It mm -hmm. was all these, it was like a werewolf. That's what I yeah, thought it was. Yeah, you're was right. You're right, because I remember it had pointy and teeth. And I was like, 
<laughs> you know, and then you looked over and you were like, uh, <laughs> and we weren't running for mom because dad was on the road then. He was driving a truck. Yeah. And he wasn't home. And it was, I don't know, what, two o'clock in the morning probably? Oh, yeah. It was in the middle of the night. Mom wouldn't go out and check it out. She wouldn't even come into our room. We ended up sleeping in her room. Yep. Went until Dad got home yep. the next morning. That's right. And when Dad got home the next morning, Mom told him about it because it freaked her out. She It scared the shit out of her. She scared the shit out of us. It scared the shit out of us. You couldn't see anything, though. That was the weirdest thing about it. You couldn't see a shape of a body well, or Well, there was no outside or, light at that point. No, but there was snow on the ground. Yeah. And, so and there was, was no tracks because kind of I there checked. Were, right. There was, it was still light enough that we could see the mouth, but not the rest of the figure. And that was the weird right. thing. Right. It was like that was, you couldn't see eyes. You mm-hmm. couldn't see any outline or any silhouette. Nope. It was just the teeth. Yeah. I remember that very clearly. And it was way up at that tall pain. It it was at the highest pain. Yeah, it was way up there. Uh Wow, okay, right on. And the next morning when Dad got home, you went out and checked because Mom was too chicken to go outside. And what did you find? I didn't find anything. No tracks, nothing. It was very bizarre and disturbing. But there was a lot of disturbing stuff that happened in that house. Yes, absolutely. And I remember, too, do you remember we nicknamed it It? Mm-hmm. Way before Stephen King, we woods. thought about it. Lived yep. in all the woods surrounding that property. Yeah. Because it was like one square block of a neighborhood. Yep. And all the, all, it's it was surrounded by woods. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And there was It. And nobody would go... Nobody would go in those woods alone because of it, whatever it was that lived in the woods. And that was that was a fact with every single all the neighborhood, neighborhood kids. kids. Yep. Uh huh. I don't even know where it started. I mean, it's not like it was like we all just knew it. Yeah. I remember that. That was before Stephen King wrote it. it. As a matter of fact, yes, it was. Well before that. But there was a creature in the woods named it. Yep. <laughs> yep. That is absolutely correct. All right, so we're going to talk just a little more about Bigfoot and what's going on in today's world because there's a lot going on around Bigfoot in all over the world. Uh, there are there's so much photographic evidence. There are so many really amazing footprints that people have casted with dermal ridges. Okay, we're talking about that's really hard to fake, and that's coming from a special effects artist. You can't fake that kind of stuff. Do you have any idea how time consuming it would be to sculpt a foot that big with dermal ridges and scarring? Incredible, that's incredible. There are a lot of also vocalizations. And I'll play some of these for you guys because I think you'll find them very interesting. Excuse me. I think you'll find them really interesting. There are people, there's a guy up in Ontario. I've been watching his stuff on YouTube. It's uh, Sasquatch Ontario. And this guy spent the last several years communicating with a whole family of these creatures. And they talk to him. They have their own language. There's also, and I found this incredibly interesting. What's it called? It's called uh, Sasquatch Ontario. There's also a show out right now, and if you're a Bigfoot fan, you'll know this show. It's called Expedition Bigfoot. Well, there was one occasion where they were doing some LiDAR scans of this particular wooded area, and they picked up the guy who was doing the LiDAR scan saw a shadow walk past him while he's running the scan, and the scan came back with this very transparent and in motion Bigfoot-looking creature that you couldn't see with your eyeballs. Wow. A lot of people think that they are um, dimensional or maybe even extraterrestrial. Of course, the Native Americans believe that they were here way before any of us were, and they revere them. They used to trade foods and, and goods with those peoples. 
they think of them as a people. Anybody who's ever looked them in the eyeball and had a gun pointed at them, put the gun down because they felt like they were going to shoot a man. I know, right? So we're going to have to bring up some of these um, vocalizations because you guys will get a major kick out of this. So cool. They not only do their hoops and their haulers and their tree knocking and all of that good stuff, but they have this, this language that sounds like, they call it samurai chatter. And it sounds like samurai talking to each other. It's incredible. Let's see if I can find some here. How far, the, how far do they date back as far as documentation and sightings and Thousands such? of years. So why do they think they're extraterrestrial instead of... Well, because they think they creatures. may have come down from another planet. Uh, especially with some of the Native Americans, they talk about them being sky people. But why? And uh, along with their entities, that they're sky people as well. But if they've been around for that long, why are we? Why would anybody assume that they weren't natural earth creatures? Just being curious. Because they can go around the corner, and you can around that same corner and look a hundred years or hundred yards down the path there and not see a damn thing. So why does that make them? Because they go, they disappear. They either have teleportation capabilities or they're able to cross over to other dimensions. Okay, but that doesn't make them and, extraterrestrial, right. does it? No, it doesn't, but still a lot of people, okay, did they come from another world and they found a porthole and they just re-entered that porthole or they can open a porthole anytime they want to and go back to their planet. That's well, and a lot of people have also seen um, or reported that they do shape-shifting type things. Yeah. So they will see. But why can't earthly creatures do all that is my question. Why are they assuming that they're not of this earth? I don't earth? know. Some of the hair samples that they've actually found and studied that they can't identify as anything but this particular creature, mm -hmm. uh, they are... <laughs> they're built, the hair themselves are built so that they are almost like camouflage. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's the deal. Maybe they're like an octopus and they can change colors well, and, and You know what, I look at my, very, my cat, my little gray tiger cat, my tabby cat, is a perfect camouflage cat. She blends in with my green couch she blends in with my bed clothes. Right. I mean, she blends in anywhere she places herself. If you put her on that chair, she'd blend in. Well, this goes just a so, little further than that. They literally disappear right in front of people's eyes. And they have also been reported to shapeshift into things like wolves and bears. Why, did, why can't that be earthly? Just don't understand why people automatically assume that it's not because, because it has those because there's some nothing on this earth that has those capabilities is to their of. mind well, to their mind there's nothing on this earth that has those we're capabilities we're all thinking out of the box right now girlfriend so i'm open to any suggestions here all right let me let me see about some sounds here i yeah. think you guys will find these interesting <laughs> series of recordings made by a man by the name of Ron Moorhead and um, Al Berry back in the 70s. It was the mid-70s and it started out as a hunting trip and they went up into the Sierra Nevada, Sierra Nevada and they were on a hunting trip with some friends of theirs and they started having all this really weird shit happen to them. Uh, their camp when they were in their, their tents one time uh, it sounded like somebody was out there tearing up their tent, they're tearing up their camp. Mm -hmm. And when they came outside, everything was fine. 
they started hearing this vocalizations and all of these uh, getting rocks so thrown at them. them and tree stumps thrown at them and, and trees falling over. I mean, full-size trees and just all kinds of crazy stuff going on. The whooping and the hollering and all of these things going on. So rather than, they were really smart about this. Rather than setting out cameras, uh-huh. which I firmly believe that cryptids don't like cameras and they can see them and they will avoid them. Okay, that makes sense. I think it has to do with the IR and maybe it has to do with the electromagnetic field of the camera. And maybe they don't want to be. And maybe they don't want to be. Uh, maybe their camera recorded. Shy. Right, but they don't seem to mind being recorded with audio, and people are picking up all kinds of crazy audio recordings with these creatures and that's what this is ah, that's not all this is i just, haven't heard any of i this. think that this sounds very ape-like i think it sounds kind of like hyenas and dogs it's dog-like to me okay all right let's go on Okay, here's another sequence of sounds. And you can sometimes hear those guys talking in the background. Sounds like the same recordings of the Tasmanian Devil. They've had the voices analyzed and they by by really major scientists who do that's what they do is they analyze vocals, vocalizations. And what they said was that not only were these vocalizations falling within the human ranges, but they are falling way above and below human ranges as well, which include subsonic sound. Right. But you know, whales and dolphins are capable of doing, and bats. There are so many different earth creatures that can do that. Lions. So why why assume that they are extraterrestrial? I don't assume that there are. I know you don't, but you it can't seems like exist unless does. you're from another planet. Is some people's thinking on that? It's not natural part of our Earth. Well, we have no idea what's on our That's Earth still. Exactly right. Who are you to Who are you to say that? And, and how many people are up and out at night all the time? You know, everybody else is in bed, and you have no idea what's out there at night that wanders well, around. There are many different secluded parts of the world where they could still be still. living that nobody would ever have experienced them. So, well, and if they are capable of dimensional travel, they can be wherever they want to be. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> you know? But even if not, they could still be in remote forested areas where they're just intelligent enough to avoid being encountering people okay there's a website out there at bfro okay and basically what they do is they keep a database of all reported sightings in the united states okay and i think they do worldwide but i only looked at the united states and so i went and looked in our region to find out where you know where are people reporting these you might be specific as jackson county missouri right jackson county missouri and so i went and looked and in jackson county missouri you know where they find the most reported sightings of bigfoot you're gonna love this love you monkey mountain why do they call it monkey mountain Nobody ever told me why do they call that Monkey Mountain? Because a bunch of monkeys escaped from Monkey Island at the zoo and went there. Okay, well, guess what they're seeing out there nowadays? It's not chimpanzees. It's Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. Really? Yes. Isn't that Maybe they're related somehow. Maybe. The primates, you know? Stop being thrown 
a lot of people report leaving gifts for them and, and receiving gifts to back. scare them. Not necessarily. Maybe trying to get their attention. How curious. So have you ever watched that show alone? You haven't? I would think that if anybody was going to encounter Sasquatch, it would be those people. Because it's like a... It's produced. Yes, I know. But they put those people out there in Canada. Quite often it's remote parts of Canada where they put all those people to survive by themselves for like two months or whatever it is. You would think a lot of them leave because the bears scare the hell out of them the first night. Well, yeah, bears are scary bears, in the, the bears and the cougars both scare a lot of those people, and they leave. They can't make it a night. But the ones that do stick it out, you would think that they would encounter some of those. And they might. But they don't say anything about it. Probably because they were told not to say anything about it. Or they just, no, I ain't going to be tagged or loony because I heard or saw something that... It wasn't natural. Well, and you know... Uh, well, those shows are produced, but those people literally have to take their own... They have their own cameras. They don't have a camera crew. They have their own, like, GoPros. If you think for recording. one minute that a show is going to assume the liability to put those people out there without any kind of support or production staff... They, they, they have a satellite phone that they can call with if they need help. And they have a crew that comes and checks on them like once a week or whatever, gives them their medical check. They weigh them, they check their blood pressure and their blood sugar and that kind of thing to make sure that they're not like having any health crisis. And they are. And within, then they leave again for I bet, another. I guarantee you that those people are within an hour from them under any circumstances mm -hmm. or if not less. So, still and all, they're still out there in those remote areas of Canada. Yes, but Amy, do you realize that, you know, Bigfoot's real. Let's just be honest about it. I'm we, not we all know that. this. Why doesn't everybody else know that? Why doesn't it, does the government know that? What I do you think? I assume so. What do you think, Dad? Do you think well, the government knows? It's like the mountain gorilla. It was like the 1930s like before they finally thing. found one and brought it in a live specimen of a mountain gorilla to prove that they actually existed. Before then, they were an absolute total myth. People are just, they'd rather deny it when it freaks them out. Right. Okay, what but scares I think me our is I have is to covering deny. it up. I think they know a hell of a lot more no. than well, They always on. have and always will know a lot more than I'm we sure know. They do. And they sure as hell ain't going to divulge any of it. Nope. It's to their benefit for some be, reason well, not to. Well, it keeps people in the dark and keeps money funneled into them. Do you think that's the only reason, really? Yeah. It keeps money coming into them. How? Because they dispute it and tell everybody, no, uh, elect me again in office and we'll put a stop to this nonsense. Well, that's a theory. And all they get in office for is to change the laws to put more money in their pocket. Or not, and still put more money in their pocket. Yeah, we're all in agreement there for sure. Okay, so... The government does not want an aware public. That's absolutely true. Of any kind of paranormal. Of anything. <laughs> not just paranormal, but or, everyday life. Or everyday life. No, the more we're in the dark, the easier it is for them. So it's been, it's been discussed in other podcasts and videos and such about Bigfoot that they're actually trying to reveal themselves to us now. They've been quiet for a long, long time. They've been hidden for a long time. So why do they I hope that one doesn't you? end up dead to prove it. Is. I agree with you. Why do they speculate that it's important to them that we now are aware of them? I don't know the answer to that. Well, we're encroaching on their territory so hard. 
I don't think that's. I don't think that's it. They, well, they might be wanting to share so they can still survive. Okay, I could see that as being possible. Okay, I don't know why humans are, are panicky. Scared animals. Very emotional. Yes. And very emotional. Uh, if we don't know what it is, let's kill it. Yeah. It scares me. Let's kill it's it. It's been that way forever, Dad. Uh-huh. If you go look back at like the old Twilight all, Zone episode. All back in, all <laughs> back through history. It's always been that uh, way. That's why the wolf has got such a bad rep and everything. Whenever he has done near even an eighth of what they said he's done. Sure, he takes down cattle and stuff, but whenever you graze them over known wolf den sites, what do you expect? You know? You know how I feel about that. I, I agree with you 100%. The wolf has been demonized. And I don't know why. Wolves don't eat people. Wolves don't eat people unless they are super, super hungry. And Only werewolves. Okay, <laughs> and there's another subject is werewolves. We can talk about Dogman. Do you guys know anything about Dogman? Not that no. much. Okay, well, I've not had the... any experience yet, what direction. I have not had any interaction there either. And is Dogman different than a werewolf? So that's a good question. It, that's a really good question because if you if you start looking around, like the most famous Dogman is the Michigan Dogman because he's been the most reported. Okay. Okay, and. Uh, people see him. He's been very, he's been very aggressive towards people's vehicles. Although, just like Bigfoot, you know, they throw logs and boulders at you. Destructive at property, but not at people. But actually. Not, they said, no, they're looking to scare people uh-huh. away. Okay, uh-huh. if they wanted to kill you, they would kill you. <laughs> I would think they sure could easily enough. Right. So, Dogman has been also very aggressive in certain uh, reports. But he is supposed to look, he, he stands upright, he walks on two feet, he is really super big and bulky through his chest and, um, and, and shoulders. Okay. Uh, he looks like a werewolf in the face. Does he have prehensile thumbs? He does have prehensile <laughs> thumbs. Yes. So they've actually seen that much detail yeah. oh, of him. Some of these reports are super detailed. Wow. Yes, very, very detailed. There's been a couple of cases where he's opened the car door and that's pushing the button and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Pulling the handle or whatever it is. So they differ from region to region and these are worldwide. These reports are coming from, from all over the world. Some uh, of the things he's done, it takes and a possible thumb to do it with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's the one that has, like, Bigfoot is supposed to have, you know, like, teeth like we do. They're omnivores. Now, there are a couple of reports about Bigfoot that they had big canines. I've never heard those reports. What I have heard about big canines are from the Dogman, and they look like a werewolf. Most of them that have been reported are very dark in color, like uh, very dark brown or gray or black. Uh, they often have glowing red eyes. Uh, they have a facial structure, an ear structure like that of a wolf or a German shepherd. So they have the tall pointy ears and the long muzzle. Okay. And they're not super friendly. Now there is one down in New Orleans, and this is, this is quite the swamp myth, okay? The Rougarou. Have you ever heard of the Rougarou? Mm-hmm. Right. That's, they believe that it is past, that it's actually a person who transforms, who shapeshifts okay. into this form. Rougarou is a French word for werewolf. Oh, okay. I don't know that that's exactly correct, but it's close. It's French slang. They're super big and buff across their chest and their shoulders and their arms. like face and Well, and that's really interesting that you would say that because uh, there have been also people who thought that Bigfoot and the 
were primates. Dog man were somehow related to one another. Uh huh. I can see that. If that's what they're seeing there, that looks like a gorilla. It's built like one. It has the mouth and head of one. The mouth is like, no, it's got a long, canned mouth. Well, no, look at the teeth. Yeah, you're right. It looks like a gorilla. <laughs> Let's talk about Bigfoot at, the, at Grandpa's Rancho. Okay, Humansville, Missouri. This would have been, oh, mid 80s mm -hmm. through the mid 90s. It would have been, yeah. But I mean, it really was like the uh, early to mid 80s. It's Polk County, Missouri. That's Polk uh -huh. County, uh huh. Polk County. Which is out in the middle of BFE nowhere. Right. Very rural. <laughs> oh, this is the start of the Ozarks. It is the start of the Ozarks. Uh, north of Springfield by about an hour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, out in the middle of nowhere, Grandpa has 40 acres, which included a farmhouse and some outbuildings, a big a barn, a big pole barn. A whole lot of woods. A little of bit that, of pasture land. But mostly, and, I, and there was a, a little, little orchard, orchard, and most of it was wooded. Yep. It was a lovely place. It was a lovely place, and we had a great time out there exploring. But, you know, there were many times when we were kids out there exploring those woods where I didn't feel like I was alone. Yeah, for sure. It was not always comfortable and friendly either. It wasn't ever like a benevolent presence. <laughs> no. It was no, a malevolent presence for sure. Definitely. So there was a time and I would have been about 16 which would have made you about 15. Uh -huh. <clears throat> it was you and me and brother Jason and, and my boyfriend at the time uh -huh. and we decided we were going to go camping in grandpa's which was incredibly funny because we chose a place that wasn't in the middle of the woods. It was probably 20 feet inside, inside of the, the tree line. Yeah, it was. It was not too far from the tree line. Yeah. <clears throat> Which tells you how comfortable those woods were. So when we got there on a Friday evening, it, it was, was... summertime, so it was still light right, and everything. Right, but it was... It was getting dusky by about the time we got there and started chopping things down and putting up our, our tent tents put up and, and putting that. up the fire. Up Jason's and hammock and, and all that. Uh -huh. Right, right. And the bugs and the tree frogs and all the critters were so loud. I remember us screaming at each other to be heard. Mm -hmm. And then we decided... It was all the cicadas. Yeah, lots so of cicadas. So it was probably August. Okay, I would go for that. Late July or early August, I'm guessing. And that would have been probably 83-ish? Yeah, I would say 83 or 84. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't 84. It was probably more like 83. 83. Yeah. Sounds about right. So <clears throat> we got everything put together, got our tent up, got the fire going, and we decided that we were going to slide into the tent and smoke, smoke a, a joint. joint. <laughs> because... Colleen and I were going to have to go back up to the house to sleep. Grandpa was a stickler for Colleen wasn't going to be sleeping outside with her boyfriend. Right. So me and Colleen weren't going to get to camp out in the tent. That was for Jason and Pat. And me and Colleen were going to have to go back to the house. Right. But we were going to get good and stone first. Right. <laughs> so we all hopped into this Why tent. Why we went in the tent to do that, I still don't know. Just in case Grandpa came out. I was really such teenage thought process. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting around the fire would have been smarter, but you know. <laughs> yep. But we did. We hopped in, zipped it up, and started telling ghost stories. Started we telling ghost stories. <laughs> and all of a sudden, and, and mind you, we were just getting high, and all of a sudden, the whole forest went dead, dead silent. To the point where we were whispering to each other. Did you guys notice that? Why are we whispering here? Yeah. Why is it so quiet? Why is it so quiet? Yeah. And that's when we heard something on two legs. Crashing through the trees, man. Coming up behind There the was tent. like nothing that was getting in its way. It was just coming. And it was stomping hard. And we were all talking about it. It was like... 
That's not a cow. Okay, first of all, Grandpa's got bells on cows. Right. Or at least on one cow. He had the bell on the one cow, but yeah. all the others followed that cow. Yeah. So just we would have heard the curiosity. bell if it would have been cattle. Not to mention that it was a two-legged stomping, not a four-legged stomping. I was going to just ask that question. Yeah. How did you know it was two-legged stomping? Because there is did a difference. Did it sound like two-legged yes. stomping? Yes, yes. Absolutely. It was definitely not four legs. It was two. a trot or yep. or a four legged. No, it was yeah. crash, crash, if crash, you crash. Cattle, okay. Though, okay. You can tell the difference because you can hear them with their hooves on the ground. Right. Four and there's four, four of them. Right. Versus two stomping, 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 stomping. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. And it came, but it was breaking the trees, and the, yes. I mean, it was just like there was nothing in its way. It was just stomping through all the underbrush and the trees, and the yeah, and the leaves and everything. Yep, and it stomped right up behind the back of the tent. We were all sitting inside the tent. Huh? Yeah, we were pissing ourselves. We, <laughs> we were, were so scared, and it just stopped. And that's when Patrick. We all realized that the hatchet was in the tree outside of the tent. Yep. The only thing we had was a BB gun. <laughs> a pump action BB gun. Yep. Patrick picked it up and he pumped it up about a bazillion times. Yep. Went flying out the tent. Prepare to die, motherfucker! That's exactly what he did. And we were all terrified. I know he was shitting himself too because he was only 16. Right. He was just a boy. And his you know? voice echoed through those <laughs> through the whole yeah. forest right up into Grandpa's window. Prepare to die, motherfucker. I'll always remember that. And there was nothing there. There wasn't. But. We could smell it. Yes. Oh, it had a horrible smell. It smelled like. <clears throat> I remember. It smelled like rotting gasoline. And burning hair. And burning hair. Burning hair. It was disgusting. It was. It was a very unpleasant aroma. But there was also, before we came out of that tent, there was a ball of light that came whizzing through the tent. There was. I remember that. Just a little white, but like a ping pong ball size ball of light came whipping through the tent. And then when we went out there, there was nothing. There was nothing. And we left. We sure did. We all, <laughs> we all beat feet They all the stayed house. in the house that night. Uh-huh. Yes, we did. And Grandpa gave us a super hard time about it the next morning. But you know what? <clears throat> we were he wasn't mad about it. No, he wasn't. He wasn't He was just giving us a hard time. He teased us, but he wasn't upset because he knew that there was something out there. I'm just sure of that. He spent a lot of time alone in those woods. He did. Well, and even in just the yard around the woods. Well, that general area uh, from there over to Fairplay and Stockton and all through there, he grew up. So right. he was very familiar with all the know, woodlands around there. He was always real careful and about it. I often like, wonder what he saw, but too. he would never say anything to anybody. I yes. wonder too, because he was always very careful to make sure all the goats were put away and yes. secured. Yes. And, you know. The chickens were, they uh-huh. had, that chicken pen was like 12 feet tall. <laughs> yeah, he was, he made sure his animals were secure. Yeah. So that just tells me that he had his own experiences that we never knew. Well, I remember being over at Uncle Bob's property one night. It was you and me and Jason. And we were going to go walking back in through the woods. And it was getting to be dusk. And what was it Uncle Bob said to us as we were leaving? You might not want to go past that fence because it's not always that friendly or something like that. And we blew him off, didn't Uh we? Until we got down past we that fence. We climbed over the fence into the pasture. Of course you did. We didn't get probably 20 yards away from that fence before we were like, Yeehaw. all the hair standing up and, you know, you're feeling really uncomfortable and you're like, you know what? <laughs> we maybe were all not. like, maybe we better just go back the other way. I don't really like this very much. Yeah. And we all made, we, I mean, we couldn't get over that fence fast enough to get back over into the yard. Yep. 
Yep, yep. And we were adults. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I was probably, I was in my 30s. Right. And that's still Polk County, but over by Stockton. Yes. That's we, and we had Jason, big badass Jason, who was right along with us saying, yeah. Oh, I'm done yeah, tonight, nope. Yeah, I don't think we're going to do this tonight. <laughs> but then we went across the road. We went down the road. We took a walk down the road, yep. and we were fine. Yes. But crossing that fence into the pasture and going off towards that The horses and cows didn't even, they weren't even over in that Uh -uh. area. No. The horses went away from that area, too. They did. Yes. And they lived over there. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so then let's talk about, do you remember right after Grandpa died, we all went out to the woods right at the, right at the wood line. And we had a bonfire going, and we were we were drinking beer, and we were kind of celebrating Grandpa. Do you guys remember? Now this was November. So, when that all happened, remember I didn't go down and do that because I had burnt the piss out of myself with that hot coffee at the oh, hospital. Oh, I had forgotten that. Uh-huh. So, you I was there at the for house. that. I was at Dad, the house. You were there for that. I stayed up at the house because I was unwell at that point. <laughs> Do you remember all the lights inside the forest? Oh, yeah. There was a bunch of them. There was oh, a lot. It they, looked like... It wasn't lightning bugs. It was November. Way of course cool. it wasn't. It was really, really cold. Very, very cold. I love those lightning bugs. And it wasn't people with flashlights. No, it was private property. The only people there were us. And it was family. We were all right there. And they were, it was like just inside of the tree line, and there were lots of, and I'm going to, they were bigger than lightning bugs, and they were not the same color, and they were these lights. Were they celebrating Grandpa? That's what I think. I think they were celebrating Grandpa, and everybody saw him. He was awfully good to that place. And then there was just like a week after that, me and our cousin decided he was going back to boot camp. His mom and dad were coming to pick him up. I was going to stay with Grandpa, Grandma for the next couple of weeks and help her out with the cows and stuff after Grandpa died. And you were keeping my car. I was keeping your car. Bobby D had to fix it. Yep, that's right. And so um, him and I decided, while his parents were on their way to pick him up, we decided that we were going to do one last little walk through the woods together, okay? It was way dark at that point. Of course, it was, you know, it was getting into winter time, so it couldn't have been that late. Well, I was just going to say that happens early. Right. And at the time, Grandpa had three cows, one of which had a bell. He had the three goats in the metal building in the pen. He had the cats, and he had that ridiculous little weenie dog named Abraham. 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 Why, you dummy. <laughs> And we decided that we were going to go walking into the woods. Well, Mark and I got just about maybe 10 feet away from the wood line. And Abraham shot in ahead of us Mm -hmm. into the woods. And all of a sudden, all of the barnyard animals started going completely insane. The billy goat was kicking the hell out of the tin building. The cows were freaking out and running around and lowing, okay? And Abraham goes shooting into the wood line. And then we hear this yipe. Abraham. Yes. And he comes rolling out like somebody, like like a bowling ball, like somebody tossed him out of the woods. I thought maybe he got bit by a snake or something. It didn't dawn on me that this dog just came rolling out mm-hmm. of the wood line like somebody, somebody threw him. Somebody kicked him or threw him. So I picked him up, and we headed back for the house, man. We were not staying out there. <laughs> Those are some crazy woods. I'd really like the opportunity to go back the down there The interesting thing about that was that, I don't know, I, I, when you talk about Bigfoot, I didn't liken that particular being that lives in those woods or beings because Uncle Bob's is a pretty far piece from Grandpa's. Yes. You know? Yes. They're in the same region, but they're plenty of miles apart. 
that it's probably more than one. Absolutely. But they are not friendly. They are not, they are very unfriendly. More than just trying to scare you out, I think that they have bad intent. They, they come across as being malevolent. Whereas my other experiences, well, I don't know. The Winley Summit, he was pretty freaking... Pretty cranky. But I've heard about people dealing with them that they weren't malevolent. They just wanted them to leave. You know what yes. I mean? This felt more dangerous than that. But Amy, that's the way people. Okay, well, that's true. When people You're encounter right. them, they have that. They have too. that fight or flight response. <clears throat> they feel that too. Yeah, absolutely, they're terrified. So maybe that's part of their shtick. <laughs> I think it has to do with some kind of sub frequencies. I think that they make you feel like that to the get vibration. you to leave. Yes, that makes sense. Now, I would love to know what Grandpa experienced out there because as many as many hours and no, days we'll and know. months he spent out there, no, we'll never know. But I know that that night we had that big experience that he... I'd like to know what Uncle Bob has experienced, too. Uh, yes. I guess. And maybe you could get him to talk about that if you had him in the right mood at the right time in the right place. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Uncle Bob. Are you listening to this? Well... It'd be interesting to know what kind of experiences he's had. It would be interesting to know. I doubt if any of them will listen to this, though. We're talking about smoking pot. <laughs> <laughs> smoking pot and seeing ghosts and communing with Bigfoot. For real. It's all wrong, isn't it? <laughs> That's my show for this week. Special thanks to my amazing family for getting this project off the ground and indulging me down our macabre memory lane. Next week, I'll continue the Kaufman Roundtable with UFOs, The Rake, Sleepy Hollow, and more. Thanks for listening and keep it surreal.